0: Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. Spirit of the living God. We thank you for your spirit. Oh, spirit of the living God, we welcome you here. Holy Spirit, spirit of the Lord, we welcome you. A ti de ati de bi ilekun go Ala ti de ati de leku ilekun fe si ilekun ti si Ewo lewa ewo lewa ewo lewa ewo lewa Father we thank you Spirit of the Lord O vanilla vanil alecha eteme le venemos que fenebita Baptize our heart again this morning. Baptize our heart. Baptize our spirit. Fill us again with your love. Thank you Father. Thank you Jesus. We give you all the praise. Oh Father we thank you. Father we thank you. Thank you for your blessing. Spirit of the Living God, Spirit of the Lord, we ask that you would speak your word. Speaker of the New Testament, we ask that you would open our eyes to see, you will grace our feet, you will grace our hearts to move, you will push us into your light again this morning, even to partake of your blessing. To partake of your life even to partake of your light, the light of your countenance, the blessing of your spirit, you will make it abundance in heart this morning. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we pray again as we just go into the world. We ask, Father, that you would help us again. Holy Spirit, I come under you, Spirit of the living God, I come under you. Oh, Mahateveli, Aminta, I command that this morning, let there be help. You want to speak your word, to bless your people. Let your blessing speak this morning. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed and we worship. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Uh, welcome everyone here this morning. <laughs> Say hello to your neighbor this morning. Hello. Say you're welcome.
0: Hello, welcome.
1: hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. <laughs> hello, neighbor. You're welcome this morning. Ah. we well, thank you, Father, Lord Jesus. Thank God for the beautiful worship. Thank God for your spirit this morning. Amen. Father, we give you praise. Uh welcome everyone here this morning. It looks like uh we've like we're finished meeting today. Amen. Uh, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting to be in the presence of God, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it's a wonderful day this morning. <clears throat> I'll try my best not to take our time, because uh, our time is fast spent. Mm-hmm. I know every time I say this, most people don't believe me. Mm-hmm. In the moment I mention it, some people already smiling. But it is well. Like I said, I'll try my best. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel like I have anything to say, so... Perhaps we just spend some more time and then we'll go home. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful present. It's a beautiful morning. Uh well perhaps afternoon now. Amen. Amen. Uh I don't know why Holy Ghost just decides to do things like this sometimes. Uh, they just they just pour wine again this morning. Uh and it's it's it's, it's things like this that hearts should longer after. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing as sweet as drinking this kind of wine. No, yes. Honestly, there's not, no, there's no amount of club going mm. that can, that can never amount yeah. to this. If you go to club finish, you come and then you, you know, is, is, is only when you come into the presence of God, you are drunk,
0: yes. and you,
1: and you feel okay, being drunk. Yeah. yeah. Eh? And and the the drunkenness can last. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. the one that would, you just you know, drink after. You just sleep, wake up, mm-hmm. It's hangover you have. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one will not give you hangover. Mm-hmm. It will give it will give you desire mm-hmm. to continue pursuing after. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, it's just, a, it's just a taste. It's just a timing, like a tiny drop of eternity. Yeah. They just yeah. they, they just show, and it's only Ghost, Only goes is. It's powerful, yes. amen. Yes. I mean, that that spirit, that spirit itself is a mystery. When you just carry Holy ghost and just decide to look open. Only, only God Himself is is all mysteries. Mm. So inside only God is just. I mean, If you want, imagine if you want to learn the mystery of the Father and of the Son, it's only God that will have to show you. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the only God is is is, is, the, is the spirit of mystery Himself. So if you want if you want to know mystery, so you need to love Holy Ghost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you don't love Him, forget mystery, man. Mm-hmm. You won't. You will not need mystery. No matter how, no matter how, no matter how much you try, if you carry Bible, put it in front. Two, four, seven. You will not learn any mystery. Nothing. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um. How many of us are ready to go into the Word this morning? Mm-hmm. Are we all ready? All right. Since we are all ready, we are going to go there. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah. So I'm going to continue from where we stopped. Uh, I believe on Tuesday. I'm 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 very happy um, for the direction we we are going towards. For some time, I've been i been waiting, just waiting. Going, when are we going to leave Ecclesiastes? Not that I'm in the hurry. I'm just I'm just wondering where are we going like we stayed on the Ecclesiastes for a bit mm. and it's almost as if in in, in, in that it was just a a preparation mm. for to is <clears throat> a preparation for to move us into the into the next lesson mm. um pretty much you know in my mind I'm I, I'm actually trusting God that through those teachings perhaps I think we should probably close that door sorry close that window Sorry for the breaking transmission. (laughs) Amen. Are we cold? No, we're not. Well, I guess maybe because I'm close. My legs are very... Yeah. Amen. Because then cup just goes down like that. Amen. I've been trusting God for movement and just to see where the direction will go. You know, most of the time, for us, it's like, you know, some things you know, you're like, ah, should we teach this one? Let's go and teach this one. But if this spirit is not moving towards there, you'll be wondering, ah I mean, See, that one is good now. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. So it's like they just, just wait. They say, just wait, just wait. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know how Holy Ghost would <coughs> move the lessons. Um, for me, I feel that, you know, still some things we still need to learn. Yeah. Right? In milk, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I didn't, want, I didn't really want to jump forward but it's almost as if I was wrestling with that <clears throat> prompt to just move forward. So I was just trusting God. So last week, finally, it's like we find we found grace <laughs> to move to move forward a bit. Amen. And <laughs> amen. amen. To move forward a bit. Uh, <clears throat> Somehow somewhere in my heart, I feel perhaps, maybe they'll still allow us to go back and still learn some of these things. Uh, because preparation, I don't know, I mean, that, before, I don't used to like preparation too much like that. I mean, I just, I just like getting to the main thing, let's just, let's just go and get that, that main one, what's the revelation, let it come. But after a while, then I realized that it's not about that one, no. I mean, it's good to receive revelation, right, but it's also good to understand the foundation. And to drink the waters of the foundation enough, well and well groomed, well grown, because it's important. Uh, I mean, God, I mean, there may be mercy to move forward, but God will never, 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 never move you forward if you've not come to some measure of love and faith towards the saint. And in that area alone, there's a lot you can talk about. Right, there's a lot we can talk about, and short for me, there's actually a lot in there that we need to talk about. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Because um, I realize part of the reasons why some of us we don't really, uh, <clears> or <throat> we don't really get some things when we are learning to closer towards God is because there's a lot, lot of gap in understanding, in foundation, sometimes in Christ. There are d- different ways where the you know, gaps can somehow cheat us from blessing and not just gap in understanding alone, but you know there's the building of there's a building of the kind of person that should come right into blessing that should come into knowledge that should come into the things of God. Right. So God is very very particular about that and you you can't talk about the person of God, without talking about the things that forms the foundation of the person of God,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: As, as, as powerless, or let's say powerless as powerless as they may sound, as powerless as they may look they are the, or let me put, they are the skeleton of your entire frame, yes. right? With, it is the skeleton that everything rests on, mm. I mean but it, when, 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 a, when a bone, when a, or when a body decays what is left is the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's impos- it's impossible for a body or a, a man, a soul to stand without the skeletal frame which would then carry the 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 structure of the body. You know well I mean not you know not all, all skeletons are not the same, you know that right? But all skeletons are the same at the same time. Mm. Now when you see skeletons, uh, my skeleton is different from my wife's skeleton. Your skeleton is different from your friend's skeleton. I mean, everybody look, just look at your side like this.
0: The
1: person next to you, even though they have the same frame, they don't have the same skeleton as yours. Now, the bone, the bone mass, the the density, different. There are differences in skeleton, but we all know that there's skull, there's spinal cord, there's you know, they, they tell all the things, but. When you start bringing two together, yeah. the two can't be the same mm. because they are not the same, right? So every skeleton is, is very important. So every foundation must be built properly. Mm. Every foundation must be built properly, right? So everybody must, must have a skeleton.
0: Mm.
1: Everybody must have a skeleton. Everybody would have a skeleton for sure, even though the composition may be different on how everything comes together. But by the time you look at skeleton, they shall know you have head, you have bone, and you have spinal, spinal cord. You have you have everything a body should have. Amen. So God is very particular about what is building. So you know things, things. I can tell most of us, right? Things that things you've done in the past that you just throw away. Perhaps because you are learning Christ now, but you won't know that that's actually your foundation for learning Christ. The times, the times you were just innocently studying your Bible, innocently praying, innocently just—even though maybe what you are looking for is not even Christ. Well, maybe you are just you are just looking for something. But I mean, maybe it's power, maybe it's anointing, different things you are looking for. But all fin uh, mata All those things you are doing count towards your movement in the journey. Counts towards what is being brought together or what they are bringing together to form your person that can take the things of God. So, don't joke, don't joke, don't joke with every single thing you've learned in milk. Milk is milk is very very essential. Amen. Milk is what is very very essential. Right? And one thing I realize is that sometimes as we begin to build even in Christ, some of the things that are taught there are actually milk things. That carries the strength of Christ, mm. and you see a lot of that happening these days because of the, just because of the dispensation of the things of God. You know, it's the life that is prevalent that begins to usher on things mm. that comes forth, mm. right? I mean, I was just in with, uh, I with, I think I think we it them, uh, Brian and Wesley on Saturday last week, and we're just talking about. Uh, Everlasting. I just just think about it and one thing that you know, we just mentioned there was what you, what you read in scripture is dependent on the light that you are seeing right? from Genesis to Revelation if the light you are seeing there is only ghost all you see there is just only ghost all the teachings you see there is only ghost now when you are now learning when the light of Christ comes and then it begins to shine what you see from Genesis to Revelation is Christ at Mipha, although what you are seeing is Christ, but because you have the foundation of the light of the Holy Ghost, that light won't go dim. Mm. That light is just added. Mm. But what, what the light of Christ will now do is, the light of Christ will now make the light of Holy Ghost stronger. Mm. So that when it's coming forth,
0: mm.
1: based, because of the strength of where the word is coming from, mm. when you hear me, you won't know it's make you're even hearing mm. You just just think it's Christ, but it's not. It's actually milk, right? And it's part of God's wisdom to make sure things are put together. Where there is gap, God is fixing. God is adding. God is removing, making sure that the body is put together, is framed, Amen. Amen. And it's forming the right, the right kind, the right kind of formation, the right kind of frame, the right kind of building, so that we can be thoroughly furnished. Amen. So, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure perhaps, you know, because perhaps that's one of the things that's probably drawing me back, why am I going to talk about this thing? But I'm trusting God that we'll be able to speak those things. Amen. Amen. So, we found grace to move forward. And when you say move forward, in just in understanding Right, because what we've been really, really f- focusing on in is the aspect of falling in love with the things of the spirit, or pretty much drinking the wine. Amen. Amen. And one thing I just enough, I'm just remembering right now, is that you know when you are when you are nearing the end of induction or, or the knowledge, what breaks forth is the song mm-hmm. of what you are learning. All of a sudden just a, a breaking forth of songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah? There's the a time you see there was a breaking forth of songs coming from Holy Ghost realm. Then when Christ was full, just before moving into everlasting life, just notice an outbreak of the song of Christ. Right? Just an outbreak. Amen. Amen. And you know, God was just showing us a type of do not be filled with wine, mm-hmm. but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in hymns. Right, and songs and mean, spiritual songs, mm. spiritual songs. What, what happened this morning is just a break is a break into spiritual songs. I mean, just in case, even if you, if, if you don't know what spiritual song, look at that's it. That's what it looks like. It just mm. it's 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 an overflow and a breaking mm-hmm. into into songs, yeah. into yeah. melodies yeah. in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So perhaps they are telling us, "Okay, you can. You are permitted to move forward a bit." Mm-hmm. Amen. So I'm, I'm. I'm. But I'm still going to be careful how I move forward, anyways. But because um, what we want to learn today, I don't know. Oh, we've not started. What we are, I think, like I said, what we're going to learn today is probably a continuation from last Tuesday, and in a way, I feel. God wants to just establish some understanding in that arena. I mean, most of us might have heard it before. You know, we've had Lord, 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 the Spirit of the Lord, all those things. Right? Um, But I feel there's there's, there's just a place of the knowledge of those things where it becomes solid in our soul, in our being, in our understanding, in our person. Know what it's for, know why we should desire such. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not saying in my heart. You know, Holy, Holy Ghost is very excited to reveal Himself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. You know why? You know, you know this is this is not this is not this is not something it just it will just do. I know, it's is Reverend I always say this. Say, well, I, I know it's true. You said that when Holy Ghost doesn't come to talk to you about Christ or God, if He's not permitted to. But he's ever ready and ever willing to do so. But he won't reveal it without permission, right? To be one, why does he need to take permission? I mean, it's not just it's it's an agreement in the Godhead. Should we show should we show ourselves to them? Uh, I don't I don't I don't think that show is ready for us yet. Don't worry, Holy Ghost. Just keep keep playing with him or keep playing with her. Make sure make sure it's just just keep doing your thing. Until a point in time, or let's say the, the time appointed by the Father, where they can now determine, okay, it is time. You know what? Reveal yourself. Amen. Amen. And when when he does that, he, he does it in a very stylish, stylish way. The way he brings the experience, the way he speaks, the things he says, the way he just put things together. Make sure it will leave an impression in you. Make sure it will leave an impression in you. And that impression is something that you will continually long for and desire. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we open to the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3? Amen. Uh, <clears throat> I wonder why he was hiding in my book, I'm looking for it. Amen. So we read a verse, why we don't tell. We read from verse, verse 15, or verse 14 actually. Amen. <clears throat> so, but even unto this day, oh, that's 15, from 14, let me read. So, but their minds were blinded, for unto this day remained the veil, the same veil, on taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even though but even unto this day when Moses is read the veil is upon their heart so nevertheless when it shall turn to the Lord the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So uh I don't know if I'll talk about what was happening from verse 1 to verse 15. Uh, But I'll I'll just focus on that verse 16. So nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. When it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, it says, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Mm -hmm. Now, there is, for you to, for the veil to be taken away, a turning has to take place. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, a a turning has to take place for you to see the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So, when they remove a veil, now, what is that veil really talking about? Right? Mm -hmm. Now the veil, when you say the veil shall be taken away, we can we can we can explain veil in different aspects in the knowledge of God. Amen. Yeah. You have veils. I mean God is when you look at God, God is veiled is veiled off. Now what when you say is veiled off, or what I mean by that is he, he is far removed from knowledge of men. Right? I mean who else wants to learn him? Maybe aliens. You know, now they are talking about aliens. Mm -hmm. That we have, um, you know, the U.S. government hiding all kinds of alien, uh, you know, secret. I mean, I'm pretty sure perhaps they are researching all that, but the another thing is, is there really aliens? Or do we have men on there trying to make us believe they are aliens? That's another thing. Amen? Mm. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen... I mean, don't not go and be looking for it. I've seen videos where, you know, some people were talking about the new world religion. Mm. When I a new world religion. You know, just think about just think about Satan. Finish. Right? There's a new world religion and everything about new world religion. You know, in, in there there's a mix of everything. Mm. There's a mix of Christ when I say Christ, just the just the name, mouth, Christ. Oh. They, they're not even talking about Jesus or anything. They're just talking about oh, we believe in the person of, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, that, that, that kind of idea. But really, really, what they believe is not Jesus Christ, it's something else, mm. right? There's, they put that into witchcraft and put it inside um, idol worship, they put it inside, you know, cult. Mm. They, just, they just put everything together. Mm. Then they, they call it the new age religion, new world religion, or what kinds of Yeah, common names. The common one is the new world religion, right? And some of the things we see these days is actually is actually new world religion, just don't know it. When you see Buddha, when you see <clears throat> um, yoga, all those things they do. When you see um, what's all those things, not this meditation, mm. all those all those eastern religion where they put everything together. T- and most of the time, you actually think they are different separate religions, but it's it's I'd, I'd, the way I see it. Is a body officiating all kinds of t- of things. You, you like you, you like this, okay, take this one. Mm-hmm. You like this, okay, you can take this one. You, you like that one, okay, no. you like witchcraft, okay, do witchcraft, mm-hmm. right? So when when you are looking at everything, you think they are separate things, right? Mm-hmm. So you may not see, even see the link. But when you when you are uh, most people that go into the new world religion, they they will not be giving their testimonies how they gave themselves to demons, how they they were how inside there they were talking about. Jesus, that they also believe in Jesus, how, you know, they're talking about, all kinds of things they're talking about, right? But all those things are still just Satan, just entrapping men, mm. right? Satan, I mean, the new, the, the new age religion is, is, is something else,
0: mm.
1: right? But those those kind of religion, what they usually what they use, use it for is to give a sense of I know the people that they really, really trap are people that are actually struggling and looking for a spiritual connection in a way. Mm. Wow.
0: That's,
1: that, that's really it. Now, most of the people that say they went into new religion, they always have one common thing. There's a longing in their heart that they are, they are trying to satisfy, right? And most of them are suffering, let's say, maybe uh, depression, mm. suffering, maybe mm-hmm. abusive... Uh, uh, relationship, different things, mm-hmm. right? And then they are looking for an escape one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And then they just jam mm-hmm. your religion. Some of them, they are doing yoga and they are just practicing and then all of a sudden, then somebody will invite them, come, join this, Before they know it, they are neck deep into the religion. Then when they come out, they now begin to talk about all kinds of things. And then one of them was now talking about how in there, they're propagating the idea of aliens and all kinds of things. So I'm okay, so if... If if they are propagating, propagating aliens, mm. I mean these alien thing don't really know where it's coming from. So, so I mean let's just say perhaps maybe they are aliens. They are you know people. But let's let's just let them just show face. Why why are they hiding? <laughs> That's the thing. Mm. Why are they hiding? Why, why 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 is it important for them to hide? Mm-hmm. Let them show the the you are real. All, hey, show now. Why is it that difficult? Okay, you think we'll be afraid? Ah, seriously. After all these years with all this. I mean, just show your face. Let us see you. If you are really alien, show us your face. Amen. Amen. But I mean, that's, that's another thing. Right? Let's go back quickly to the veil. eh? So, when you talk about the veil, you're talking about God um, hiding himself. And it is important that those that will see God have... Have certain traits that suggest that they really do want God in a way, Mm. right? Now, God wouldn't just open Himself. Do you know God is actually veiled from angels? Matafina Halma. Not all angels Mm. see God, but they all see God. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just like the way that I, that sounds. But, <laughs> but I, do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Right? Not all angels see God. God is veiled from angels in different realms, according to the knowledge that those angels carry. Mm. Fatima Halavia, an angel in in the first heaven, mm. does not have does not see God. The same way an angel in the second heaven sees God. And then the way an angel in the second heaven sees God does not, does not see, I mean, the angel in the, in, in the third heaven or where cherubims are. Mm-hmm. The knowledge of God they are, the way they see God is different from where all the rest of the heavens see God. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that is, is because of the, the veils that you have to pass through in order to get to God. Now, what qualifies you to pass through a veil, right, is an ascension in knowledge in a way. Now, for men, right, it is possible to increase knowledge, right? It is possible to increase knowledge for men, but it's not not possible for angels to increase knowledge. They are, not, they are not designed to increase in knowledge. The only, the only creation allowed to increase in knowledge is man. Even animals are not allowed. Trees are not allowed, even though they have their own intelligence. Right? Now, you may have a rat that becomes wise based on different things that happens around him, right? You know, you know mouse, are, they're pretty smart. Right? Very smart beings. But after a week, they forget all their smartness Right? They are smart but they can't increase in knowledge. All they do is they evolve. Okay, I'm seeing an obstacle. How do I come about it? So they evolve to to overcome an obstacle, but that doesn't mean there's an actual increase in their knowledge. Now, if an animal can increase in knowledge, it will actually grow to become a human. Does that make sense? If, if a rat eh, can Grow in knowledge mm-hmm. after a while. You see that rat stand up on two feet. Wow. After that, after a while, you see that rat start cooking. The rat will not start looking for peanut butter everywhere again. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see the rat create kitchen, create actually, they'll creating you just start seeing little, 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 little houses everywhere. What's happening? Uh-huh. Some, some, somebody has increased in knowledge. <laughs> now, what, what they need, the knowledge they need to survive in their nature, God already installed it in them. That is why a bird can go and look for easy leaves, still, shrubs, and different things to build a nest. Right? You will never see a bird trying to build a house. You won't, because they don't, they don't even know how to. How to, how to, how to we didn't, well, maybe their mouth will be the hammer. We used to hammer the nail. Right. But it, if, if 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 they can increase in knowledge, they will increase in strength. Amen. Let's let's look for that Bible Bible passage that talks about a man that a man increases knowledge increases strength. What's that was that? Oh, I can't remember. I think it's in Proverbs, eh? The man of knowledge increases strength. Mm, increase uh, strength. Remember that song. Who can help me? with the passage is. Mm-hmm. Twenty what? Twenty four five. Twenty four five. Yeah. Somebody can. Somebody help us read it, please. A what? A wise man is strong. A A wise man is strong. But what? Hmm? A man of knowledge increases strength. A man of knowledge increases strength. Hmm. A wise man is what, but a man of knowledge increases strength. Uh, I'm really tempted to read, to read some of these passages, but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll try and see how much temptation that would, that would pull. Amen. So a, a, a wise man is strong. Hmm. Can we read a, a verse before that? And by knowledge
0: shall be chambers be filled with, with all precious and pleasant riches.
1: I'm really tempted though. Mm. <laughs> I am really really tempted. But we'll see. Perhaps, because there's a, there's, a, there's an actual connection between being wise, wisdom, right, strength, and how you how treasures fill up a house. Amen. Let's read from verse one, but we read pretty fast. Well, let's, quick, let's start. We all read, we'll read together. Let's read. Be with them. Be with them. Forget destruction. Talk of mischief. Building. It is established. Shall the chambers be filled, precious and pleasant riches? is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increases strength. You see now what he's saying? He says, true wisdom is a house builded by understanding it is what? It is established. So you are seeing you know, there's, a, there's a difference between just building and then establishing. You know, sometimes when they, when they build, right? When they build, by the time they finish building, it might be there, empty, nobody's using it. The day they establish the, uh, the building is maybe when maybe they call governor and then, you know that rope they tie, they are cut. Uh, it's is, is a sign of them establishing a thing. Yeah. Now, because what they just did is not, you know, most of us maybe we just like ceremony. No, to, to us, it's just a ceremony. But when a man think about those things, someone that just looks for meaning in everything, Right? You see that, okay, why, question, why are they doing this thing? Why, what's the main reason? There's something it signals, right? It's, so when they build their house and then they put that and then they cut it, they are telling you, we are open. Mm-hmm. They open it, meaning they uh, fully establish that building. Now, most of the things they do that way is probably for a purpose. Maybe they have, let's say, maybe it's an hospital, right? Or something that actually meant something to the people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? If it doesn't mean anything, honestly, most people people don't care. You won't even see anybody there. But it means something. It's actually something that is for the people. So the moment they establish, they are telling the people, see this thing though, it's fully established for you. You can now use it. Right? So establishment is, is, a, is, a, is like a formal statement that this is now is. Before it was not, but now it is. It is available, right? While they are building it, while you are seeing all the things they were doing, right, it is not yet is. You know, before they open it, they can decide to just dismantle the whole thing, right? But the moment they open it, now, what they are telling you is, this thing is now existing. Before, we are just building it. Now, it is certified to be existing and it's for use. Amen. So, of course, there's a need give you wisdom and it is a need to establish you in wisdom. Now when when wisdom increases when wisdom increases in a man it becomes it accumulates to understanding. Right? A lot of knowledge will come will, will come into or will, will get you into understanding. Amen. So, you see, it says, a man, so I'll just go quickly to verse verse 5. Says, a wise man is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increases strength. So, it is, what they, are, what they are really saying here is, when you increase in when you increase in knowledge, yeah. now, they're not just talking about knowledge, you know. so when you say knowledge, right, it's, think about what they said before. A wise man is strong. So, which means, what makes that person strong is wisdom so is wise right so a wise man is strong but strong being strong is subjective right you can be a an ant is very strong to carry your 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 breadcrumbs right that's a form of strength it takes wisdom for that ant to know how to carry that breadcrumb and when that ant that is kind, is, is showing the rest of his ant, see. Probably just doing, all the time you're you carrying weight, to lose weight. Okay? The ant, too, is showing the rest of his people, see, oh, see this breadcrumb. See how I'm using it. Ah, I'm showing, So by, and by the time, maybe they did not use microscope to not look at that ant, and they not look at the bicep of the ant. <laughs> Where that is that that ant is actually it show you the muscle is like this. Ah. Huh? But when you compare that muscle to your own, that you that you're not even Jimmy. Eh? When you compare everybody and they look at their muscles, they'll be like, ah, ah, compared to this ant. Ah, come on, what's that? Right? Now, so that means that there's levels in wisdom. Right? So there's level in wisdom. And the highest form of wisdom. That you can find on earth is the one God gave to man initially. So man part feel most part, right? Man, when you look at man in the beginning, was not created without any wisdom. Man is not devoid of wisdom. Man is a strong man. Man is strong because he has some kind of wisdom. He wasn't just bare. And then you know when we say he's learning the garden, God, God is not talking to him. Right? They're gisting. And when they're gisting, is learning knowledge. Is learning, learning wisdom. And God is giving him his wisdom. He's learning. Because the, the, the way you make it someone to learn is you give them the wisdom of what you want to teach. Right? Now, if, if you want... If you are trying to teach someone how to do something... So, for example, you are trying to teach a child... How to, how to carry their hand with spoon and then carry food and put it in their mouth. Now, what you are giving that child is the wisdom of eating, right? Now, you use your hand, you carry a spoon, you carry like this and then you put it in your mouth. Then you now begin to train that child over time. So sometimes they'll be like like this. And then by the time they finish eating, you see food everywhere. Now, in that, in that area, you see there's a level of knowledge learned. They've learned something a little bit. Then as the knowledge increases, you notice that their strength, right, in coordination increases, they know that, okay, oh, my hand is not strong. Over time, as they are using the wisdom they have, little by little, then they become strong. They become solidified in that knowledge. They exercise their bias, their hands become stronger to carry the food as they grow too, right? And then they are now finally able to coordinate properly, carry the food, put it in the mouth. See so all stain over time will be reducing. The more they increase in wisdom, the more all those stain reduces. Now, so what they are learning, when they are learning all those things, is the wisdom of coordinated eating. That's what they are learning. So what you actually, for for you to do anything, every single day, for you to carry your leg like this, shake your head and do something, what you are actually using to live is a wisdom. So, man is not is not meant to live without wisdom. In short, the, what man eats for food every day is wisdom. Amen. So. What you are using to run your life is a wisdom. What you are using to know when to sleep, when to eat, when to, or let me just, not just when, how, how to eat, how to sleep, I mean, how to cook. You know, know, know a a, a child doesn't just come up with the knowledge of cooking when they're born. I mean, if I I give my daughter now a a task to go and cook, honestly, we'll start for years. (laughs) We we'll start. We'll start for years until she, <laughs> until she grows, and then somebody has not teach her how to cook. Forget it, man. Imagine we would have died safe. <laughs> Amen. Now it's so as as we grow, we begin to learn wisdom for things. So, ah, what I'm saying in my heart, and then so I can move forward, is every single thing you are doing, that innocent, I know how to go and remove my bed sheet and wash it, is a wisdom. So, if you look, if you now look at life from that level, you now notice that you are actually a man of wisdom. You are full of wisdom. Right? You are full of wisdom. And the wisdom that you have is the wisdom you use for living. I think we've established that, right? So the wisdom you have is the wisdom you use for living. Um, so when God, called, when God created Adam, he is a man of wisdom. He had wisdom, or he has wisdom, because he didn't go away. Right. So, what happened? That there was just an exchange of wisdom. right? So Adam was a man of wisdom. He had enough wisdom. To reign on the earth. Now, it wasn't meant to stay the way it was. It was meant to increase in wisdom. So that it can increase its strength. Amen. Now, the reason for increasing in strength is so that it can be strong enough to pierce through veils. When it becomes strong enough, because the strength... In the next veil, from wherever you are, is much more than the strength you have before you reach there. The moment you get to the veil, the veil is checking you and assessing you. Do you have what it takes to cross over? Now, for us, that we started learning the Holy Spirit when we get born again, our strength then is Holy Spirit. Right? Now, our strength is Holy Spirit, but it's not meant to be Holy Spirit alone. It's supposed to be Holy Spirit increasing. Right? So when we get born again, our strength then, or our wisdom then, is Holy Spirit. That's the, only, that's the only access of wisdom that we have. Now, when I say the only access of wisdom, of course, there is a different wisdom from Holy Ghost that we've already learned. Now, when I say the only access to wisdom we is, when I'm talking about the true wisdom. Because there are all kinds of wisdom. There's there's the wisdom of this world, right? Now, when you talk about the philosophy of this world, philosophy is the love of knowledge, right? But you can't talk about knowledge without talking about wisdom. Now, check it, fat mima. Everybody, all philosophers think they are wise. Don't you think so? And when they start telling you their philosophies. Or let's just say, you know, in the olden days, our fathers, you know, they philosophies. Just as an example, I'm not saying their philosophy is terrible, but I mean, when I say terrible. Some are terrible, pretty much. But I mean, when when, when, they are, when they are telling you what what a a man, an adult can see while sitting down, a young man can see while standing up. You know the way they will tell you the way they will put it together. You no. Know, you will be like, oh, wow, so much wisdom in that word. Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> they call it wisdom nuggets. <laughs> wow, so much wisdom, so much wisdom, man. All right, well, hey, check that wisdom. All, there, all, there, all, all that is inside there is <laughs> the wisdom of this world. Amen. Amen. So the same way you can increase in knowledge of God, you can also increase in the knowledge of this world. Now, and the, the, the more you increase in the knowledge of this world, the more you actually break veils, too, in this world. You know, the, this world has its veil,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? Yeah. Because the, the, what, what created this world is actually a veil. Wow. Satan created this world. Satan is a veil. Satan is a veil. The, it's called the face of the covering cast over the people. Now, he made, he made sure, because where he fell from is the highest form of angels, you can see. And there are veils before them. Eh? Before, before you get to the third heaven where Lucifer is or was, not his, where Lucifer was, there are veils before him, right? And he himself is a veil, right? So therefore when he fell, it's just no, it is just just men normal that it would also have veils that would t- try to test you how, how good are you for to be a product of the Antichrist or to, to be a product for the beast. So what those veils so what Satan's veil check is are you ready for the beastly nature? Okay. The more you break the veil in the spirit, when you say you break veil, you cross knowledge, you cross wisdom. As you cross it, they are looking, oh, okay, this one is ascending. Well done. But that ascension is actually dissension. You are not going up. You are going down. Right? So the more you break veil, the more more wisdom of this world you acquire. And then the stronger you become. Amen? So veils is there to test you, to check you, to check your quality, your strength. How strong are you? To move up, so that's what, what that's what veils are there for, because the moment the moment you can pierce through, uh, that means okay you are strong enough to go, and it's that strength you use to pierce through the veil, amen. amen. So God in God in His mercy created or shielded Himself away from people, not on purpose. Shall what on purpose? I say on purpose because his intent is actually to reveal himself. That was what, that's what was in his heart. That was his desire. But because of the nature of man, you can't, you can't just come there. I mean, if, when I think about it, I don't think it's just because of man alone. Because right from the start, there's just, there's just a way God, God is. Right? There's, there's structure to things around him. Imagine the creator of the universe just exposing himself like that. This new, very yeah, come on, Look at me. one, you won't appreciate it. Yeah, two, two you yeah. you abuse yeah. it. Yes, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, the 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 purest form of life that you could ever find is coming from him. And God do, God does not joke with quality. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Holy Ghost can joke a bit. Right? Christ can allow some fluidity. But the moment you near God, God does not joke with quality. So the the quality of life that is approaching him must be close to him, as close as possible. And in order to make sure that is the case, God set up veils. Set up veils. Now, while God set up veils, God also is wise and knows that there's also another veil that they need to remove, and that's Satan's veil. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.
0: The
1: more, the more wise you become, the stronger you are in the spirit. Let me, let me just go there. And the, the the more wisdom you acquire, the greater strength you have to break through the veil. Amen. I'll go back to 7 Corinthians. So I'll read verse 16 again. It says, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, I've just explained the concept of veil, right? Um, but it's, it's very important that I also mention what the context in this uh, Second Corinthians is about. Amen. Mm-hmm. I says, But unto this day, Moses is red, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, you notice it says, when Moses, nevertheless, when it shall, when, say, in verse 5, it says, But even unto this day, when Moses is red, the veil is upon their heart. Now, there's something that means. Moses is a veil. But when you say Moses, they are not really talking about Moses the person. When you say Moses, when they say Moses is red, you know when Moses is red, they are not talking about hey Moses, come. Let's read you. Moses, I know. That, how do you read Moses? Mm. Or do you go and say Moses here? Yeah, come what's that teaching us about your, your person. Let's read you. Right? Now they're not just talking about the person of yes. Moses, they are talking about. See, that person called Moses, there are things inside him. When you put it together, you sum it together, it's called Moses. Now, when you are looking at that, what the best way I can ex- explain this is when you look at the law and you look at Moses, they are the same. See, that law that is written upon stones, right? And Moses, when you look at them, they are the same. Now, or when you see Moses, there's something Moses represents. When you see Moses, you know, imagine. I'm just you know, just imagine this in my head. When Moses is seeing, when Israel is seeing Moses come, they're not just seeing. They're not seeing the person. They are seeing what Moses carries. They are seeing what Moses is telling them. All those things what Moses represents. Now, and Moses is a is is is, is, a, is a. I can say Moses is the law right? And the law is, yeah. is a preserver of life. Does that make sense? Now, when I say it's a preserver of life, is the life that Moses is preserving is, you see that Jewish, na- Jewish nature, whereby a Jew don't just behave anyhow, a Jew don't just come here, let me sacrifice to idol, Right? No, that thing was built right from Abraham, right? When Okay, leave your father, all those things, but not, it's not just from there alone. You have to, when you look at Abraham, you have to trace him back to Noah, right? Then you have to trace Noah back to Adam, right? Now, there's a form of life that's preserved in those people. When you look at it, you see that there's something preserved in them. The life in Adam was preserved in Seth, right? Although, as time goes by, it is increasingly degrading. Amen. So it is what? Increasingly degrading. But there's a form of life. There's a, there's a form of life in Moses that, that Moses represents. Moses, Moses is the highest preservation you can find. Now, because when, when Abraham gave birth, you know, gave birth to Moses, uh, I said, Moses. <laughs> isaac and then jacob then jacob israel right now all those people don't just behave anyhow there's a form of life inside them in a way there's a form of faith inside them why they don't just imagine the best way i can explain it is this see so when joseph was tempted and then Potiphar came okay, and I said how can i do this evil and sin against god okay how does how does he know that doing that, he will sin against God. That's to tell you that there's a form of life inside him that is using for life. That's that in a way tells them about God. See, all those things they wrote in the law is actually in Israel. Does that make sense? That shall not steal. That shall not commit fornication. That's not that shall not commit. It's already inside them. Because It is the law of thou shalt not commit fornication, right, that Joseph obeyed. But there was no tablet, there's nothing to tell him that thou shalt not commit fornication. But inside in, there's a witness to that life that I cannot do this and sin against God. Now, they will now get the wisdom of Paul when he's saying that there was... that sin was not imputed until the law. Right in Romans, it's saying sin was not imputed unto the law. Now, when you say imputed, now that they are telling you now, okay, see, so this this is the highest form of life right now in this dispensation that you can preserve. Though there's more, but this is the highest, and that that sets a veil. Does that make sense? That caps the highest form. Now, when, just check it. When a newborn believer gets born again, does it know any other law higher than those in the law? It doesn't, does it? Now, when Jesus came, he also said, I did not come to abolish the law. I am here to fulfill the law. Of course, he can fulfill the law because he has the life, the life, the strength of life enough to fulfill that law and ascend higher. Right? So, or imagine, I know, everyone know, taught us now. He said that when Jesus was walking the earth, you already have everlasting life. And it's true. Because some of his When when you see John 14, he was actually talking about everlasting father in there. Amen. So he has what it takes. To actually fulfill the law. So the law is the highest form of... What is say life that any of them can obey? Right? However, some, some people... <laughs> Amen. Amen. However... There is some. She's not going to be quiet. Can you please best me this? Amen. So there is the highest form of uh, life that they can obey, but some people found grace to pierce the veil, like David. Now, David, David, you know, David was a was a was a one of a kind. He's the one that started talking about the Lord, mm-hmm. the Lord. The Lord, the Lord said to my Lord, right? David was not that, and I started talking about that other Lord. There's a Lord and there's another Lord, right? And he began to x ray the Lordship of God. Now, David literally moved from the Mosaic law in knowledge, right? And then moved into a higher law or higher life. Knowledge that exists that most Jew don't have access to. Now, I will say, David literally crossed into the New Testament, right? And you know, New Testament is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I'm not I used to say this. New Testament is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, but all those books talks about the New Testament. I mean, if you read, if you if you read all the Old Testament, you actually see the New Testament there. You, ju- you just need the light, the light to unveil the New Testament, because the Old Testament is a shadow of good things to come. Did I do a good job in explaining this building? Because I want to move forward. Did I did I, did I explain the very well? Who doesn't understand the veil? Okay. Who is still confused about the veil? Anybody? You people don't want to, you know, you don't want to answer me. Yeah. If, there's, if there's any comma anywhere, ask now before I proceed. It's very important. I'm also looking at time because our time is fast spent. Amen. You all trying to meditate? No question. Seriously? So that means you got it. So no question. Hmm. I don't know if I, I. don't know if I want to continue like this. Sir. Are, you, are you guys? Are you guys? Are you guys sure you understand? Question. Any question? No question. See, the thing is, this, this, this is, is a truth. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no reason for me to continue if you don't understand what I'm saying. And yeah. so, so that, I, so I'm not speaking above people's uh, understanding. Yeah. So that you can come back and instruct me, sir. Sorry, please. I think that that area you're journeying to. Uh, I think you should come down. Yeah. No question. Do you people understand what it means. So, okay, so you need to understand the law and how the law is the veil. Then when you see Moses and when you see when you see the law when you see Moses there's something there's something you are seeing. Right? I'll say a few more things and then I'll come back to this question. <laughs> Amen. Now just to explain that the reason why the veil is upon their heart when Moses is read right, is when God took the law out of them to show them, right, what I mean by that is when God began to write the law upon the tables of stones, it's no longer just something they think about and try to obey. It is now evident in their front that this is what you must do. Before that law is pretty much in everyone's conscience. Some people have grace to obey some just misbehave Do They're still breaking those laws in a way, right? But when it's no longer just, you know, for example, now, when it's, no longer, when it's not there, right? If you do something, ah, you can quickly claim ignorance. I didn't know. I didn't know. So sin was not really imputed, right? You can claim ignorance, right? So even though, I can we, can somebody please me that, open that Romans uh, five so that we can quickly read that? It's just a quick read, and then I I run away. Are we blessed this morning? You're all looking serious you so. You've got no not smiling at
0: all.
1: I'm not uh, um uh, I think it's verse what am I saying sixteen? Is that sixteen there? 16 Let me see, it's 13. eh? Yeah, so read from verse 12 to 13.
0: Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the
1: world,
0: and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for they all are sinned. Okay, until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed
1: when there is no law. So, you see, that what they're trying to explain the technology of sin that by one man, sin entered into the world. So, it's established that there is sin in the world, right? And if there is sin, it is actually the law of sin, right? If there's a law of sin. Then there's also the law of life because it's the law of sin and death. Right? So when sin entered, the law began to work in men. Right? So when that law began to work in men, when they obey that law, they are serving sin. So sin was their master, right? So that law is what they give themselves to, right? So sin was in the world. Now, they now said that sin was in the world because, of course, if you know that there's something you should do and there's something you shouldn't do, obviously, the other one that you shouldn't do is sin, right? So, sin was there, but it's not imputed. Mm. Now, what that, what that what is trying to, I mean, the way I'm seeing it, just seeing it, to paint it as a picture, that to be imputed is to be installed. Ah! I don't want to go this direction, but maybe I'll just quickly talk about it and then I'll I'll leave it and run away. You notice that they talk about sin being imputed and then faith being imputed. Now, also in this Romans, I think 4, they're talking about Abraham obeyed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, there's a a way... I mean, there's there's a way to impute... to impute uh, righteousness. In verse Romans four verse eleven, it says, "And he received the sign of circumcision, as Abraham, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which had yet been circumcised, that it might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised." It said that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Right. What I'm seeing here is. There's a technology to impute. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does that word impute mean? Assign. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's word. This is, um, assigned to something mm-hmm. from, uh, by inference from the value of the product or processes to which it contributes. And synonyms are ascribed, assigned, credited, attributed. Attribute. attribute. To lay something to the account of a person, a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's more appropriate. You lay something to the account, you know. Those English sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't yeah. get it. But yeah. <laughs> well, we can get well, well, we can have an idea. I mean, you know, English dictionary is different from scriptural dictionary, oh, yes, sir. right? We have a dictionary in scripture, mm-hmm. it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the wordly, the wordly dictionary can. Can get it. Sometimes it doesn't get it. Somebody can it can near it in a way, right? But what I'm seeing here when it's imputed, the one that is closely related to that I'm seeing in my heart is that you laid on account. Okay, you did this. Okay, let me account. Let me lay it in your account that you have righteousness. Now is a is a way of them attaining righteousness. When righteousness is not visible. that makes sense? Now you can't talk about right, righteousness as being before the world. Adam, Abraham, all of them up until Christ died. There's something called righteousness. The only problem is that we don't know what it is called. But there's a way to get it while knowing it is there. Right? So... When Abraham obeyed, and he was talking about, you know, receive sign of circumcision, seal, right? But be the father of them that believe, though they be not circumcised, the righteousness might be imputed unto them also. He's, see that there's something Abraham had. What he did, he obeyed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. And as a result, there are, there are things he did that was laid on his account as righteousness even though there was a, there was no visible or there was no available knowledge at that time, for him to know that when I do this, it is righteousness. Does that make sense? He just knows that I shouldn't do this because something inside me is telling me I should not do this. But I should do this. Ah, let me believe God. For See, my body is dead, let me believe God I can do it. So by doing that, so, somehow, somehow, those that what he did, was accounted for righteousness. Wow. Because in a way, he's, he's obeying the same law of righteousness, even though there was no law of righteousness. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So that so that, so it was it was imputed, right? So now sin, sin the way they were now talking about this imputation of sin is this you know you know that righteousness is when you're coming from the angle of God, right? But now when you're now coming from the angle that is against God, God God wants to make manifest what sin is. Sin is working in people, working in their members. But, in in many ways, they can claim ignorance. Even though they are doing what they are not supposed to do. They know they are disobeying a law. So when they are doing that, what is actually happening to them in the spirit is that there is actually sin being imputed Mm -hmm. for them. But it's not sin. Now, to make it clear that sin is imputed. God now took the law. Right? The one that all the one that they, they were meant to obey, that in their conscience, that okay, don't do this, don't do that, that they sometimes can just ignore. God now put it upon tablet of stones. I mean, although God's God's intent was to do something much more than that. Right? What God wants to do is actually eliminate sin. But the people Because of sin, could not come closer to God. God now decided to create a mechanism. Okay, see, this is what is limiting you, people. And if you begin to, if if you disobey this, sin will be imputed. Now it is a way of bringing out sin out of hiding. So, okay, this is this is this is it. So, what God was really doing is. See this sin that is hiding inside your people? See it physically. This is what it is. Now, when they do it or they or disobey the law, what they see, is, what they know is, ah, I've sinned. That ah, I've sinned is sin imputed. So they know that, ah, I have sinned. Which means sin is laid on their account. You have sinned. You have sinned you have sinned, right? Now, anybody that can obey those laws then is a champion. And that time, if you can obey all those laws, or you don't think there are people that could obey it, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people, lots of people that could do it. Mm-hmm. Although many Pharisees and Sadducees are liars. Yeah. They, they know, they know, they know that they can't obey it. They know that they can't even enter and anybody that wants to enter, they won't let them enter. That's their own problem. Pharisees, see all of them don't get all the sad to see and far to see. Eh? The, the, they have a problem. There's a problem seeing. When you see them, there's a problem. Whether well, far to see or sad to see, there's just a problem seeing them. Once you see them like this, problem. You know, every time Jesus sees them, he's already dealing with problem. Right? Those are hypocrites. But there are people like the young, rich young ruler that when they check him, they looked at him yeah. as at, at, uh, not just him regular himself, even Paul mm-hmm. before he became, Saul before he became Paul. Mm-hmm. When they look at him, you No, know, when when he was telling his account, he said, as touching the law. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What does that tell you? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, tell you that when you, when, you, when, you carry this, when you carry the tablet and you look at Paul, they are the same. Wow. He's perfect. I mean, he has, not, he has not disobeyed the law in any way. Now, that, that attitude, that frame, is what. Because imagine you being able. And, and, and in reality, on earth, at that time when there's no Christ. To Jews, when you see this thing, it's the highest form of righteousness. Wow. See, see, and, and, and that's the thing. See, the, the law is actually a righteousness. Wow. Right? And anybody that sins against righteousness, what they take is sin being imputed in them. So when there's righteousness, don't go against righteousness. When you go against righteousness, what you are going against is law of life. Therefore, you what? You impute sin in what? So the law is righteousness. So the highest form of righteousness is the law. Mm -hmm. Now imagine you as a person, you have that, and you think everybody else does not have it. Don't you think you're on top of the world? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On top of the world. Mm -hmm. Now because of that, that became a veil. Because they couldn't see beyond Mm -hmm. that. So just by the fact that they are obeying the law, they were, the laws is, what, they, what, what all of them have, even though they can't obey it, is we have something that is higher than any nation. So to all of them, that's their pride. To all Jews, that's their pride. We have the law. Now, Pastor Jeff defined the law as, because no, there's a way, I'm mentioning that there's a way you can take the law Right, and you can't relate it to a newborn believer. Okay, what is the law? Doesn't mean you just obey the ten commandment in a way. You no, know, you, that's what we usually know when we get born again, and we don't even know there's another law apart from that. Right, so that's that, and that law, that law, that is written down, is, huh, is. The, is the, hmm, is the, how do I put it? Because when you're looking at, I'm trying to look at the law, I'm trying to look at being born again all the time, almost to our end soon. Max two thirty, we are done. But I didn't. I we didn't go anywhere today, honestly.
0: <laughs>
1: this is this is this is just preamble. honestly. I, I mean, I did not even I not even pass the veil. <laughs> Amen. I'm trying to explain the veil. Eh? but but it's well. So the the law. When you look at the law and you look at a newborn believer that is trying to obey the law, but knows in a way, because a newborn believer knows that we now have something more than the law, right? You know, they don't know what it is fully. But, oh, I am now a newborn believer. We are no longer about the law, right? It's about Christ, you know. We have grace, though, grace, and okay, all those things. And in a way, it's almost as if the way it sounds is that we don't have to obey the law anymore. We have something more. But that's something more in a way. It's still talking about the law to them, right? Because when they are talking about what is good, okay, don't do this, don't do that. Now, the knowledge now shifted from it is not just about doing all the things that is written like, like a robot. Don't do, don't do anything, bad that, you think it's by that. There's an addition much more than that. Mm-hmm. Right? And, because, and the only way you can get there is if you believe in Jesus. But most Jews don't believe in Jesus. That is why the law was revealed to them right? Most Jews believe in God. They believe the Messiah is coming, but they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. They are still, to, them, to them, they are still waiting for Messiah. And there was a... there, was a, there was, Okay, quickly, because of that, I know... Cause the, how, 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 how do I get to know this? There was a time I was in Edmonton, and then I followed you know, Pastor James to uh, evangelism in one street, one area like that. Mm-hmm. So, and by the time... We, we finish, We got to a house. It was a Jew living in the house. So when we now knocked, now said, "Hi, uh, this is." We're introducing ourselves. Said, "No, I, I don't want to talk about it to you." It's like the guy know them before, because not, they used to, maybe they used to do it that area. So we just want to talk to you about. It. No, Jesus, I don't want to hear. What happened? The, the the way they, the way they look at you is as if they can they can kill you if you talk to them about Jesus like they want to slay you and kill you go away we don't believe they don't so the law in a way is a veil to them right now but just trying to explain it from the Old Testament to a newborn believer how to translate what the law is now everything that is without faith right is the law. Yes. Anything without faith, you are still under the law. Even though the law may not be talking to you as, do not fornicate, do not commit adultery, do not... Even though you are, you still have the knowledge of, ah, we should not commit fornication. Okay? Ah, it's not just about that. It's now there's grace. There's a way you just have to believe in Jesus. There's a way you have to believe in the Holy Spirit. Right? But in all those teachings, we don't actually have access to faith. And the faith they're talking about here is not just faith. They're talking about the faith of the Son of God. Anything outside of the faith of the Son of God is under the law. Anything that doesn't have, anything without faith or or, or love, I say love, I mean faith and love, Mm -hmm. right? Anything without faith of the Son is under the law. So when I want to check it with your growth, if you've not known the Lord, you are still under the law. Mm. Because the Lord is not leading you. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. The Lord is the one that leads you out of the law. Because the law is your schoolmaster. So the law, that's Galatians Four, I believe. Right? The law is your schoolmaster. So everybody that doesn't have the faith of the son, the law is still their schoolmaster. The law is still schooling them. Mm. Still schooling them. So just imagine all the kind of knowledge, everything anybody has manifested in milk is still under the law. That's what that means. And, And again, when I'm now translating what the law is, Right? Now look at it from the eye of what was really inside the people that God brought out and wrote on the stone. There's a law of life that they were obeying that tells them, don't do this, don't do that. Which when you are drinking milk, you see what it tells you, don't do this, don't do that. <laughs> That's bad. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Right? It's still the operation of the law. Amen. Amen. So that is the law talking to me. So so when the law. So when it's when they're not talking in I'm moving forward so that I can quickly jump and then I'll round up today. Isn't that wonderful? Most people didn't believe I'll finish, but I'm going to finish early. (laughs) Amen. Because of time. So we read from verse 15 again. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the the veil is upon their heart, right? So they have a veil upon their heart, and that veil is the veil of the law, right? Because they can't see beyond that. You can't see a higher law of life apart from the strength of do not do this, do not do that, do not do this, do not do that. Now, when you grow, you still receive some do not do this, do not do that, but it, come, it doesn't come as do not do this. Mm. Do not do that. Yeah. Right? Mm. Now, when it's coming to you, mm. it is coming to you in knowledge. Mm. It, is, it is no longer do not do this. It is I should not do this. Wow. wow. You see that there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. The difference from do not do this. See that thing you're about to do? Don't do it.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's a difference between I shouldn't do that. Hmm. I should do that. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And that talks about the transition of the soul in knowledge. Amen. 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 So there's a transition the soul needs to have. And to many believers, I should not do this and do not do this Seems, seems the same. Sometimes it looks the same, but it's not. When, you look, when, when someone has gotten to the stage of, I should not do this, there's a, when you look at their soul, you open it up, mm-hmm. there's a lot of treasures. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of life that has been embedded in that for that heart to come to just, I should not. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. I shouldn't. Wow. I shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Amen. Amen. So let me me quickly move forward. Said, But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon the eyes, and I said in verse 16, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Amen. Amen. What are they saying? They are breaking the barrier. So when, now I want to focus on when it shall turn to the Lord. Now, when it shall turn to the Lord, what is turning to the Lord? They used it, and that, that when it shall turn to the Lord, they're talking about you and I. They're not saying when when they're not saying when it is in the Lord's case. Oh you can see it that way too. I mean, because if you look at it from the aspect of when you are under the Lord, right? So when, So when a man turns to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. But a man don't just turn to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, for a man to turn to the Lord, there's a whole lot of preparatory work that needs to happen. And that's where I was now explaining all the preparation that needs to take place in our foundation so that we can grow. Amen. It, It is a lot of breakthrough. Now, when Holy Ghost, when you are under the milk, and Holy Ghost is causing breakthroughs. You, no, when you, when you are learning Holy Ghost, you don't learn doctrine. Or you don't, or let me use this word, you don't learn truth. You are not a learner of truth. You are not a, you know, when we get born again, most of us, we say, ah, we now know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And we talk about the truth setting you free and just believing on the Lord, and the moment you know the Lord, you are free. Okay? It's true under the milk light. But when you grow up in the spirit you notice that that scripture is talking much much more than that because you now notice that that when you talk about anything you call freedom or setting free, it can never happen without the Lord officiating the freedom. It can't happen because it says when it shall turn to the Lord, right the veil shall be taken away then you now hear the next, when that says now. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now there is liberty means there is freedom. So the question now is, this liberty, this freedom they're talking about, what is that one? When, they, when somebody, ah, I'm very careful with what I'm saying. Because sometimes it can sound erratic in a way, right? Because when you hear somebody is free, when you just give your love to Christ and you believe on Jesus, you are not free. That is sincere truth. You are born again. You are free from some things. But you are not entirely free. Because with that wisdom that you have, you don't have wisdom above some spirit. So therefore, you are not free from them. What sets you free is strength. When you are strong, stronger than no spirit, then you are free from them. Now, there are you can be free in the in, in milk, you can be free from demons. Right? But you can't really be free from principalities, from powers, from rulers of darkness of this world. You can't be, you can now the rulers of darkness, you can't be free from them by just getting born again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Getting born again does not, they, 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 they are, those ones are intact. They are there. Standing like this. Because those ones, you don't even, and the problem is this, you don't even know they are there. You have no clue they are there. The, the, the only thing your eyes can see are demons in principalities. Right? You can see them. You can say, ah, you know, in the word of Holy Ghost, that is very prevalent. Sometimes, sometimes when the gift of the spirit is in operation, and you see spirits walking around, they are not principalities, they are not powers. Oh, sorry, they are not rulers of darkness of this world. They are probably demons, or probably, you know, principalities, right? But rulers of darkness, When your eyes open like that, you don't don't see them like that. When Holy Ghost opens your eyes to actually see something in the Spirit that represents rulers of darkness, they don't don't look like that. They don't look like rulers of darkness. In that vision, you need a lot of understanding to know that this is a ruler of darkness. So sometimes maybe you just see a ball in the Spirit. Ah, I saw a ball, and that ball was on top of it. Or perhaps... You saw, maybe God will just showed you a vision. They showed you that a woman in Revelations, Babylon that sat upon the beast, red scarlet beast, right? And then you just saw that vision. I saw a woman upon the red scarlet beast. I saw a woman. When I saw a woman, they are just ah. That woman represents a spirit. Sometimes you know because people say Great War Babylon, they say hmm. Imagine Babylon, and because they say Babylon, everybody has quickly you know everybody know that scripture about the Great awe. And they are fornicated with the saints. So they can quickly say, ah, there's a spirit, a bad spirit in the world. And you know, just, ah, happening. They, they can't tell that this is a ruler. And the way they operate. Now, when they even see the ruler, the way they think about it, without wisdom or knowledge, the, the way they interpret it is low in understanding. So if your understanding is low to see those spirit, you Can't really really fight them. You can't fight them. And they've made sure you can't fight them because your knowledge before you got born again is created and structured and arranged by them. Even the Jesus you think you believe in, and you think all the good in your life you think you are doing, Mm. they are the one that made you feel that good Mm. is good. Mm. See see so when you do something, you just done something good. Jesus will love it. Mm. It's evil spirit talking. Right, Because we, have, we are totally devoid of righteousness. We have no clue what righteousness is. That's the reason why it is easy to quickly, in many cases, when you see souls, it's very easy to dismiss certain things you do. When it comes to, let's say, there's a situation around me coming, and ah, I shouldn't. And you know, you should say this, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. And then it is very easy to just compromise in a way. And tch, let, me not, let me not. Let me not. say anything. And because I did not say anything, perhaps that makes it okay. You know that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that is you are hiding it somehow.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it is, it is very easy to do that. And when your soul is doing that, that so we never connect that to a ruler of darkness. Mm-hmm. I like, lie. Perhaps the worst the best they can do is connect it to a demon. Hi, oh, a demon made me lie, you nah. See, some some things are not some things are not demons, some things are spirit. Spiritual wisdom. Let me put it that way. And every man on earth is under his spiritual wisdom. I guess I explained that wisdom thing. I'm rounding up. I did not get to uh, but I don't know. I really honestly I don't know what next meeting will look like. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to continue this thing like this. But of course, we don't have time. So I mean, I just, I can just trust God. And if you come, and you know, the way you come is the way you come. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Um, the, I'm, the, the, as I'm speaking and I'm saying these things, I'm seeing a lot of gap mm-hmm. in explaining these things, so, so that we can really, really. Grab them in understanding. Amen. Yeah. But I don't have time to explain everything, and I also don't have the utterance to explain everything. You now, sometimes, not even sometimes, most of the time, it's not about what you know when you are when you are teaching. Mm-hmm. It's about what you are given grace to see. Because sometimes when preaching, I might say the same thing, right? The exact same thing, like the Lord is that spirit I just said the Lord is that spirit, and when i 'm saying it now is different from what i 'm saying I say saying, it, saying it's in a different arrangement in a different scenario that only goes arranged and when I say the Lord is that spirit he's saying something different or the impact of saying that is different in the soul because it is what only goes authorized i mean if i want if I want to veer off I'm gonna see my thing oh, no I can quickly go and see it and well, it's fine but I'm trusting God for for help amen, amen. so the 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 righteousness the right, righteousness is a is a is a very important commodity in the spirit because it is the when you say when you hear righteousness it is the first step towards God When a soul is beginning to learn righteousness, that is the first time that soul is beginning to learn God. Mm -hmm. Everything you are doing, while praying and you are having visions and seeing things, or you are prophesying, right? Or you are healing the sick or raising the dead. Everything you are doing in that arena is not really about knowing God. But in a way, because people have connected the dot between Knowing God and operating in those things. They try to say, ah, hmm. see all these things, it's about God, it's about relationship. Because there's a way they know that when they spend time with God, there's a way they come under the anointing. But that knowing, in fact, may not have the element of knowing, really. It may have an element of interaction. And that interaction can be taking for knowing, because you are talking to the Holy Ghost all the time, or God is coming to talk to you, and you feel you have a relationship with the Holy Ghost or with God, and that is booming, you may feel that that qualifies for knowing God, but that does not actually qualify for knowing God, that qualifies for being under anointing, Hmm? that qualifies for being under the anointing, and there are different kinds of anointing, you can have the anointing upon and you can have the anointing within. Most of the time, when things like that happen in milk, it is not anointing within. It is mostly anointing upon. Because the anointing within, you say within it doesn't show you visions or show you into the realm of the Spirit or operate the gift of the Spirit. It operates it. What that, what that Spirit anointing within does is it, it brings you into becoming a spiritual man. It doesn't make you feel spiritual or put you in spiritual activities. It actually brings you into being spiritual or becoming spiritual. And when I say becoming spiritual, it means when when they take your element, they take your body, they take, you know, the way they cut uh, specimen and then they go and look it under the microscope and look at what what does it contain? Now, when they when they check a newborn believer, that not yet. When they cut him and look at him, they don't see spiritual there. Even though that believer may be praying, speaking in tongue, doing all kinds of things in the spirit, go to church, pray, see visions, do all those things, they may check the content of that person. When they cut, they cut a piece of you, they cut a piece of your soul. Just check it under the microscope in the spirit. Is there spirit there? No. This thing does not contain does not contain spirit. So that this thing is not spiritual. Mm. Now, mat meat fat, what qualifies for spiritual is that it contains spirit. Mm. And a soul must contain spirit increasingly. You can when you get born again, you don't have spirit, but when you begin to learn righteousness, you begin to accumulate spirit. So the moment a soul begins to learn righteousness, they check it under microscope. Oh, there's an element of spirit here. So, this man has a potential of becoming spiritual. So, when you say you're spiritual, it's not really tied to activities that you do. It's tied to your content. What is inside you? What is your make? The same way when they look at an angel, they check an angel, they open it up, they look at you and they say, okay, this is a spirit. When they look at you, can they see that same level? Amen. I'm rounding up. Mark. Like I said, marks in 10 minutes I'll be done. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, the, the introductions are, sorry, I'm supposed to talk about the Lord. Is this, is this related to the Lord? <laughs> yes, it is. Because I'm, I'm giving a foundation for the Lord. So I'm trying to lay a foundation for the Lord. How you, how you come into the Lord. Amen. So, when you now talk about spirit or being spiritual, it is what the Spirit of the Lord makes you. The Spirit of the Lord is the maker of spirit. By putting souls or by manifesting the Lord as the soul. Amen. So, the Lord... The Lord said, "The Lord." It, it means something in this way. The Lord does not mean God, even though the Lord is God, right? But the, when you look at the Lord, okay, again, let me clarify this because when I say this, sometimes it seems to confuse people, right? The same way last week, last Tuesday, I mentioned you know the Holy Spirit is not the Spirit of the Lord, but the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit can manifest as the as the Spirit of the Lord is, I mean, the Spirit of the Lord is still Holy Ghost, but a much more matured Holy Ghost, right? But when you say a matured Holy Ghost is not Holy Ghost, it is the Spirit of the Lord, even though it is Holy Spirit, right? And the way I was trying to explain it is, if you have a baby, a baby is not an adult, but it's the same person. Mm -hmm. Right? If you look at me now, I was... under 32 years ago, I was probably just... Let's say 31 plus, almost 32 years ago, I was probably just like coming out of the woman. I don't know how to do anything but to cry and eat. Mm -hmm. Right? And sleep. But as... I began to grow, right? then I learned to walk, I learned to run, and I, I learned to do a lot of things. Now, what I can do now is different from what a baby a baby so a baby can do mm-hmm. so in a way, if you look at it in that way, a baby is not an adult, but it's the same person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how you see it so you can, can look at the baby stage as Holy ghost, mm-hmm. then an adult as The spirit of the Lord. So even though it is the same person, but it is not not the same person. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It is is the same person, Mm -hmm. but the way it it will work with you, being a baby, is different from the way it will work with you when it is not is an adult. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Just to quickly put a landmark to it, the way Holy Ghost grows in you is this it comes to you first as the Holy Ghost, then it becomes the Spirit of the Lord. Then after that, it becomes the eternal spirit.
0: Okay.
1: And they are not all the same. It becomes the eternal you, you see in Hebrews where they say Jesus through the eternal spirit offered up himself. Right now, that eternal spirit is the st- higher strength of the Holy Ghost, you could, you can know. So that is, that, is the, that is the Holy Spirit that is looking like God to you. Now, let me explain. I have five minutes. Let me explain this, Lord, and then try to use words to try and explain the experience in a way. Amen. Now, when you get born again and you have the Holy Spirit, notice the, the way the Holy Spirit talks to you is more like a friend. I don't do this, don't do that. Or, oh, you uh, know, uh, take your clothes. Ah, uh, See that jacket, please take it to my, my ring. And then you, you, you hear a lot of believers, when they've grown a lot in the Holy Spirit, you hear them, ah, Holy Spirit is my friend. True. But the time Holy Spirit is your friend, Holy Spirit is not yet your Lord and it's not yet your teacher. Mm. There's a time Holy Spirit changes from being your friend, though he's still your friend. At that time, it now becomes your teacher. teacher. And teacher and friend relationship are not the same.
0: Yes,
1: sir. A friend can be like, you know, you know, this thing that you're about to do. You know, you know, it's, it's not good to do it. All. Right? A teacher doesn't talk that way. A teacher comes, say, Come, you don't do this. You don't do that. Now, if you want to break this, this is what you do. Do, do, do. A teacher actually teaches you how to do. A teacher gives you skill, a teacher does not advise you. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. A teacher sometimes may advise you, but the job of a teacher is not mainly to advise. It is actually to teach you. Amen. Amen. Now, the spirit of the Lord is a teacher. Good. Now, when I hear the word, the Lord. The Lord is that spirit. The Lord. Now, Pat father. The Lord, when you look at Lord, Lord is actually Christ. So now, when you are learning Christ, what you learn, what, 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 what is coming to you is the Lord. Right? Now, the Lord is coming to you. Ah, oh, how do I feel like I have? I think, I think it's something I have to address, perhaps not today. Because I feel, I feel, because the way I'm talking, when I say Christ, it's like I'm assuming everybody knows what Christ is right? Perhaps in the way it is, but some people may not, right? The, the Lord, or the Christ, or Christ, God will, will help me, but I don't think I have grace for that today. But Christ, God will help, help us to explain Christ. Perhaps we'll solidify there is, a, when we solidify our understanding. When you talk about Christ, there's a difference between Jesus and Christ. There's a difference between Jesus and Christ. Mm-hmm. But you can have Christ Jesus. Or you can have Jesus Christ. When you see those names in scripture, they're not just trying to use fancy words to describe Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're actually talking about a person. Right? Or they're trying to or sometimes they may not be talking about the person, they're actually talking about the walk. Trying to tell you the growth level. So when I say Jesus. That same Jesus, they're talking about the Jesus nature. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jesus nature is a nature where it is purely Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jesus nature is is what you see in Scripture Mm -hmm. when you are reading Matthew Mark Luke, Mm -hmm. even though it's much more than that, while he was doing all those things. So when you see somebody heal the sick, raise the dead, um, feed 5,000 people, what you are seeing is Jesus in operation. But what is But it. What Jesus Christ is, is much more capable of much more than that. It's just what he decided to operate at that time. But inside him is also Christ. Which is why did not attach the name to him, Jesus Christ. Now, when you now hear Christ, so when you hear Christ, you now understand what is being said. When you say Jesus, we're talking about the person. When you say Christ... Sometimes, if you don't understand the context, you might confuse that for the person. Because sometimes when we're trying to say the person, we just say Christ, but it's not the person we're talking about, but the context will actually explain who we are talking about, right? Because when you say Christ, and then you're talking about become, of course, you know that, but when you're hearing Christ and you're saying Christ went to, Christ went to the Sadducees, you of course you know that we're talking about the person. Does that make make sense? right? I mean, you're talking about a person that goes to somewhere, that goes to somewhere, or that goes somewhere and start talking to people. Okay, of course you know that we're talking about the person. But when it's not explicitly said like that, I mean, and you hear Christ referring to growth, then you know that it is about the nature, not the person. Amen? So there is actually Christ. And then we'll explain what Christ is. Christ is a walk that God made that God wrought for people to follow, right? For men to follow. Men must also come into the same kind of work, right? So Christ is a work that God wrought, said that if you can learn it, you can also do Christ, right? You can become Christ. You can be Christ, So when you say be Christ, you are not trying to be like Jesus. You are actually becoming Christ. You are becoming a person in the Godhead. Which means you are now following the path to God. So when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now the path to God. There's a path to God. The path to God is called the path of righteousness. Right? The path to God is the path of righteousness. Time has gone. So I think I'll I'll pause here today. Right? So the, the learning the learning of the Lord is when you are being introduced into Christ. Now, it is the spirit of the Lord that teaches you Or, the purpose for the teaching of the Spirit of the Lord is to make you see Christ, is to make you see the kingdom, is to make you enter into the kingdom of God. So what the Spirit of the Lord would do is to get to a point where you can see the kingdom and then find strength to enter the kingdom. Amen. So, without this, when when Holy Ghost is still jesting with you and playing with you like a baby, the, the, the journey is still progressing. It's eh? not yet your Lord. It's not yet your Lord. Lordship signifies following or followership, which means there's a Lord. Lording. Now, when, when there is a Lord, there are souls bowing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about the Lord, our Lord, mm-hmm. or in uh, thank you Jesus, in uh, you know in the in the Yoruba culture, when you when you want to greet a king, you don't just say uh, sometimes you say kabi a right? Uh, means, Kabiolsi, we can't, we can't, we can't even dispute what you are saying. Pretty much, it means whatever your word is, Lord, right? Now, the way they greet the king sometimes is Oluwami, right? Oluwami means my Lord, and then you hear Oluwa in Yoruba. Oluwa actually means Lord, right? And then sometimes you say it's God, but what what, what but Oluwa is not God. Oluwa is Lord. Oluwa is Lord. Oloru is God. Olua Oloru Oluwa, 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 Oluwa. <laughs> Sorry guys, I know that's how you remember. <laughs> Oluwa, means the Lord God of Host. Oluwa Oloru a wamogu. So they are saying the Lord God of Host, right? So the Lord God. Now, the reason, the reason, the main purpose for Lord. Now, you know, I'm just going to say this quickly, but because of time. Um, the Lord is different from the Lord God. In the sense that the Lord God is God. That is showing you a map to himself. Right? He's trying to tell you that you need to, first of all, know Lord to come to God. Does that make sense? Mm. Now, but it is, it is, it is like the inter- God's interface to men. The reason for the Lord is to teach or to make up or to make you know. Now, when God is relating with men on earth, or let me put it this way. When I say Lord is Christ, right? You know Christ is in God but was not seen. In the beginning. So in Genesis, in the oldest one, you mostly what you most likely see is Lord God, Lord God, Lord God. Right? Which is the Christ form in God relating with men. I don't know if that makes sense. Relating with men to, to form the interface for relationship. God can't just come and start talking with men. It is the Lord God that can come and start talking. So, in the Old Testament, you don't see Christ. So, it's, the Lord is not visible. But in the New Testament, you have the Lord, which you can see. So, they brought out the Lord, out of the Lord God, to show you that you can actually be Lord, be Lorded, and then become the Lord, when you become Christ. Right? Because God wants to make you a Lord too, yeah. then you can then learn God. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's God is a nature. The way I'm saying is a nature in God that interfaces with men. So in the Old Testament, how God would deal with people is through Lord God, not just God. Mm. So is the Lord God is is for to break the barrier, mm. right between man and God, so that there can be. Knowing, knowledge can flow. If God just come, you won't be able to interact with men. because the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is to teach you, make you know, make you learn, learn the person of God. So the Lord God is still God. I don't know if that makes sense. I's still God, is God God. But Lord God is to tell you how to get to God. Or let, let me put it this way: the the, the the part of God that can relate with man. If God, if God can re, the way God can relate with man is by Him being the Lord God. If you come as God, perhaps He will just judge you. Papa, everything everything scattered. No mercy, papa. You know, you know, God does not take nonsense. If, if, if it was just God, God alone Lord that they were dealing with, see all those times the men were misbehaving anyhow. From Genesis 1, before, before they get to 6, God had patience. You have to get to 6. See so you people, you've, you've, you've reached the first number of the beast. Mano, no, my spirit shall no longer strive with men. I'm just saying that to you know, Genesis 6. The six, six, six. <laughs> the first number, the first about of the beast is six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, a, just, just, a saying, but, uh, just say anyways. and that's just, a you gist, know, right? But once, once men reach a level where the, the canton, not turn, God had to throw them away, and then said, Ah, my spirit shall no longer strive. With men, now that is the that is Holy Ghost living running. Yeah, sorry, bye. Because Holy Ghost has patience, so oh. but get where your patience reach. Yeah. The moment he sees that you are gone, you, are, you can't be turned. Bye bye. Penefitter, ill fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I think that's it, and then we are going home. <laughs> so that word, when it, when it says when it shall turn to the Lord, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Is to get the work of turning to take place, because a soul can't just turn; it needs a preparation for it to be turned. So, if I want to use a picture, is once a believer is not born again, is journeying into perdition. Then, when they get born again, they halt the journey. And then they get them to to shift a bit. But they are not fully turned. So what Holy Ghost will be doing and doing is, don't face the same direction as those people. Keep turning. Keep turning until you are facing the Lord. Does that make sense? Until you are facing the Lord. When you start facing the Lord, the Lord will start teaching you faith, which will not make your leg start walking back, without faith, if they turn you back, we can still journey that way. Even though you are born again, if you you they don't, still they don't stop you and turn you to the Lord, eh? I mean, the, God forgive me, Shao. There's an image I'm seeing in my head. You know, when you get born again, all believers and believers are all facing this direction. You can be like this, and then be going this way. Does that make sense? This is where you are going. But you are treated like this and then going like this. (laughs) Does that make sense? That's how most of us are. Because the knowledge, our wisdom, can't go this way. The only way our wisdom can go is this way. So even though we are turned, we are not like the unbelievers, but we are still joining in in the same direction. Or or we have the potential to journey in the same direction. And if you are journeying in the same direction, there's every tendency that you can face this way again. Now, the tendency to face this way is not even gone, even though you are facing this way. Not before, this is how you are. Then you got born again, then you are like this. You have the potential to start joining in this way. And you also have the potential to start joining in this way. If you are one that is serious with God and you love God, then you will be going this way in a way. Right? But, when you love God, you don't just start going this way. You go like this. You turn. So Because they, they need to turn you. There's a turning that needs to take place in the soul. Right? So, Just picture it. That turning means you are facing a direction. That means your your direction in the spirit must be recalibrated. And the only way they can do that is to baptize you with Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Baptize you with Holy Ghost. And keep baptizing you. And keep baptizing you. Then when you are fully, fully baptized, then you are facing the Lord. That is when it shall turn to the Lord. Now the moment you turn to the Lord... The veil of milk is taken away. Or the veil of the law is taken away. Now, part of me, fit on part. The moment the veil is taken away, then you can start seeing the kingdom. Oh, I can see the kingdom. So you might be born again for a long time. You might not be seeing the kingdom. You might be fellowshipping, speaking in tongues. Seeing visions, seeing, doing greater works. Sorry, let me not use the word greater works. Doing all kinds of works. Because that word greater works is not meant for a newborn believer. Right? When you say, it says, believe me for the work's sake. Now when you say believe me for the work's sake, what it's telling you is believe me for the work of the Holy Ghost's sake which is raising the dead visions, sp- sp- gift of the spirit. But, if you want to do a greater work than that, those works, you have to start learning Christ. Doing greater works is not raising the dead. In, this is the, my last statement. I felt it's a, like it's a, it's a sweet gist and then we are done. When you hear the word greater work, you know, for the longest time, it puzzled me too. Even after that, revelation. What is greater work? What is greater works? Right? Greater works is not, you know, and in my mind, what I used to think what greater works is, is somehow, somehow related to doing a lot of things on earth. Great works is, okay, Jesus raised it, Jesus healed the sick. Greater works means you do much, much more of those things, means you will raise a lot. I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. Wait, what is greater than that? If it is raising the dead, he has already raised the dead. If it is healing the sick, Jesus already raised it. What is now greater? Inside our work. <laughs> but because there's nothing, no light, there's nothing we can hinge it on, then we move into the world. Okay. When you start doing all these things, then you start taking the worldly terrain. You start taking, you know, corporations, start taking uh, cities, then you are doing greater works. Not a lie. <laughs> it's all lies. Greater works is talking about greater works that you will do. is a work inside you. That the greater works that Jesus is talking about is already inside him, it's just not visible to them. So when Jesus was saying, Greater works shall you do? It's not, something, it's not something new, but it's something new to them. Not something new to Jesus. Jesus is just trying to hint to them that, (laughs) see all these things you have seen. There's there's greater, greater works than that. I've done it. But because this is the only thing you can see, this this is the highest work you know. But there is a greater work that you can do that you don't know yet. And you can never know that work until the Lord. Until the Lord. Start showing you what the work looks like. Mm. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I think that's how I put a pen to a stop. So, full stop. Is is this a three parables? The end. Open cinema. But we are not. We are not. This is not the end. But this is the end for today. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I have prepared. I have said. I, I said. I will not take too long. But you know, I have to. You wish you forgive me. I don't believe people will say I still asking for forgiveness. <laughs> Honestly, I intend to stop that twenty minutes ago. Honestly. But I, I realized that I was explaining something, and if I don't explain it to you, that's how there will be plenty, plenty of questions, although there's still questions here, but yeah. I'm, the, the reason why I'm spending this time is that I'm trying to escape some questions, but uh, okay. I don't know if I really can escape these questions, but we'll see. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise. I'll give you all the praise, Father, I will give you praise. Let us begin to pray for help to know the Lord more. That heaven will help us to come into knowing more knowing of the Lord, to come under the submission of the Lord. <speaking in Hebrew> Even the Maninda. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your Spirit. We thank you for your Word. We thank you for your teaching. Amen. Thank you for your help. We say that exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that the impartation of this knowledge, Father, that you will begin to make it manifest in our souls, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that by the reason of you're learning, O oh Lord, that you will begin to gear our heart to yield to you, even in, in this direction that you are speaking and leading us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for help in the spirit, that you would help heart and not just to lend this knowledge, but to begin to move into the operation of the Lord for dealings, for help, for raising. For exhortation in the name of Jesus. Let there be help, grace to begin to journey towards you. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. You will between the cherubim,
0: shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You were between the cherry